Hello world, you are listening to Town League Money Basics, the podcast that helps you improve your financial knowledge. I am your host, Sean Townley. Welcome back to Town League Money Basics. In our last episode, we talked about savings. Remember, money is set aside on to spend on goods and services that we're going to do in the future. So it's not money you're going to spend right away. So when you get your paycheck, you need to set aside part of your money. The 20% is our goal. We're going to set aside 20% and we're going to put it into different buckets. The different buckets are emergency fund. That's going to be the first bucket we want to fill. We want to get that to at least $1,000. And eventually we want to get it to three to six months of our essentials. The next one is going to be retirement. So if your employer is offering a a match for like a 401k, you want to take advantage of that because that's just free money. You want to take advantage of that. You want to make sure you pay yourself first. Always, always pay yourself first. You want to pay for college. If that's an option for you, maybe maybe you're not going to college. Maybe it's a trade school and you need to set aside money for that. That's fine. Go ahead. And then there's investments. And that's where we're going to start to move our active income into passive income. So it's very important to Always remember to pay yourself first with savings and to make sure that that continues to be your priority. Otherwise, you're just going to live paycheck to paycheck for the end of time. And, and I don't think anybody who's listening to this wants to do that. Now, I made a mistake last podcast, and I apologize. When, when I was wrapping up the podcast last week, I think I said our next episode was going to be about net worth, and I was mistaken. I got my notes a little out of sorts, so I apologize for that. Today's episode is actually going to be about debt. I know debt. Debt's the the ugly word. No one wants to talk about it, but it's important. In order for us to be successful, we have to acknowledge that in addition to money coming in and money going out, that there's going to be a time where we're going to have to pay for something that we already have and the newness is going to wear off and that's called debt. So let's, let's go into debt a little bit more. So money that you personally owe to others is debt. And there's different types of debt. There is secured debt. This is debt that's going to be backed by collateral. Think about your home loans. When you buy a home, you don't actually own the home. The bank owns the loan or the credit union owns it. And so that is a secured debt. Car loans are also usually a secured debt because the title of the car will actually go to the lender, the bank or the institution that lends you the money And that's going to be a secured debt as well. Boats and RVs can also be this way. If you go to your credit union or bank and you get a loan to buy these, you don't own them outright. Yes, you are technically the owner, but the bank owns them until you pay off those debts to them. The next type of debt we have is unsecured debt. Now, this is debt that is backed by just a promise of repayment. So there's not actually an asset out there that is protecting the loan for the person or entity that is loaning you the money. So some examples of these are credit cards. So when you go out and spend on your plastic, that is a a promise that you're gonna pay for something later for something that you're getting now. Uh, You're also gonna have student loans. It would be really hard to go collect on 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 a degree. So a student loan would also be a type of unsecured debt, but it's gonna help you you know, build towards your future going forward. But that is an example of an unsecured debt. That would be a student loan. Medical bills is another form of unsecured debt because what are they going to repossess? I mean, you know, it, you're going to pay for your medical bills because you need medical expenses taken care of 
right away, but you're going to accumulate debt in the process. And that debt's going to go to a, a doctor, an insurance company. It's going to go to perhaps a hospital. And then there's personal loans. So if you borrow money from someone else, maybe it's a friend or family member, and, and there's nothing backing that debt, if they loan you $1,000 and you're going to pay them back, then you know that's going to be unsecured as well. The, the last type of debt kind of involves both of them, but it's called revolving debt. So this is debt that's allowed to be borrowed up to a maximum limit on a recurring basis. So now think about credit cards again, even though it's a signature debt, it, it's an unsecured debt, but it's a debt that you can put money on, you can pay it down, and then you'll have still room to put stuff on going forward. There's always gonna be a maximum limit and there's gonna be an interest rate involved with that. Another type is going to be lines of credit. So think, think of if you have a personal line of credit with your banking institution, you know, I have one at my, my credit union, so I always like to have that money on the side in case I need to purchase something. And it's usually at a, maybe a little bit favorable rate than a, that a credit card would be at, but you could use it for business purposes. If you have a business on the side, you could, you could use it for you know, all kinds of things, but mainly you wanna use that kind of debt to build your wealth going into the future. And then the, the other type of revolving debt could be a home equity line of credit. So once you've paid off so much of your current mortgage, depending on the state you're living in, you can use the equity that you have in that asset to borrow against to pay for other things. And there's some tax advantages of that. I probably won't go into too much detail about that in this episode, but there's some advantages to doing it that way. So going forward, so that's revolving debt, I should say. That's revolving debt. So it's debt that has a maximum, think of it as there's a pool of money you can always go use that pool of money. Of course, you owe that back. That's going to be a debt. But typically, you'll have access to that money again as long as you're paying your bills on time. Now, let's talk a little bit about good debt versus bad debt. And you might be thinking to yourself, well, why would any debt be good? Well, actually, debt can be good if you're using it to help build yourself wealth or some sort of future income. So think about your home. You invested in your home. It's very difficult to come up especially these days with the cost of housing, it would be difficult to save up for something that large into an asset that doesn't always, but most of the time usually appreciates. So that's something that's gonna help you build wealth over time. So that would be considered, in my opinion, that would be good debt. Student loans, investing into your future. If you've not had the opportunity to open a 529 or, or save enough money to go to college, now there's a lot of different ways to go to college, and, and maybe I'll make another episode about that because there's a lot of strategic ways to do that. But let's say for, for sake of this discussion that if you were to go to college and you were to take on some loans, you are investing into your future. You are saying that I am, I am worth getting that formal education because I think it's going to help me in my career and what I want to do going forward. The other type of debt that might be good for you is if you do have a business and you're gonna borrow some money to help grow your business or expand your business. That, in my opinion, would be considered good debt. So the, the main thing about these types of debts, these good debts, is that in some way it's gonna benefit you in the future, whether it's building wealth or increasing your income over time. Now, what are some examples of bad debt? This is debt that you just add on that does not help you build wealth. So what are some examples of that? Credit cards, you know that piece of plastic that lets you go to the mall and pay for 
you know, clothes that maybe you didn't need because they were, they were on sale or maybe go to the food court. It's just really easy to spin that little piece of plastic and you don't think about handing over your hard-earned cash to do it. So any, this is debt that we're accumulating. It could be small, but it could be large. If you go on, on shopping sprees, a lot of times you could be accumulating debt that's not necessarily working to your benefit. And then, of course, you're going to have to pay that back. Other, other types of debt that are not good are payday loans. And mostly payday loans, you know, usually you get into that situation with a payday loan, perhaps, when you have an emergency and you don't have the money to do it and you don't have credit. So this is a, this is a spiraling, out of control way to handle crises and, and, and keep making ends meet because typically they're, they're short-term loans that have astronomical interest rates on them. And it's just not a good place to be. It's not the kind of debt that you want to be taking on. It doesn't help you build wealth. In fact, it's almost the exact opposite. I think it drains wealth, whatever you had, or puts you into negative territory along the way. The other one is a little bit of controversial. I know that the, the price of cars have gone up over the years, but I would consider that a bad debt as well. And here's why. The reason why a car would be a bad debt. Yes, of course, you need something to drive. I get that. The problem is, is that most of the time, most of the time, I should say, cars depreciate in value. And it is very possible that if you were to go buy a car, drive it off the lot, it will also, it will continue to decrease in value to the point where you're upside down. What does that mean to be upside down? So you actually owe more money than your vehicle is worth. And that's a bad place to be. So putting, acquiring debt for a vehicle is, is, is tricky. Yes, sometimes you need it, but you know, maybe you need to challenge yourself. Can I, can I get by with a bus pass if I live in a, a bigger city? Can I get away with doing Uber instead of acquiring that debt? Yes, it's it's also going to be short-term debt, but it's something you can control and stop using as you need to. And then maybe you just need to be a, a, a vigilant shopper and find something that's not quite up to your standards, but it's something you can pay cash for or almost pay cash for, and then you trade up as you continue to improve your money situation going forward. So... Something to consider. I know Dave Ramsey feels strongly about this, and I, and I agree with it. Although I'll tell you, I'm, I'm a hypocrite here. I mean, true story. The reason why I'm a hypocrite is because I have some money set aside that I could have probably put towards a car, but the interest rates are so low right now that I actually would have lost money if I'd have paid for the car in cash. And let me explain that. So if, I, if you have an interest rate on your vehicle that you're paying lower, but that same money sitting somewhere else is earning more interest. I'm still making more money not paying off the car. I know, blow your mind kind of stuff. And, and we can certainly go into details if you want to later on. Give me some feedback on that. So, so what are the ways to pay off debt? There's a couple of ways that I'm familiar with. There's probably lots of ways that you could pay off debt. You know, you could win the lottery. You could, um, you could, you know, you could have an inheritance and pay off the debt. But those for most folks, aren't going to happen anytime in the near future. So what are two practical ways that we can go about paying off our debt? Well, the first method I'd like to talk to you about is called the avalanche method. Now, the avalanche method basically states that you're going to pay the minimum amount on all of your debts, all the, the areas where you owe, owe somebody else some money, and you're going to pick the one with the highest interest rate regardless of how much you owe that person or that entity. 
And that says that you should pay everything you have out above and beyond the minimum payments to that one item until you eventually get rid of it because it has the highest interest rate. Now, some people feel comfortable with that. They want to get rid of those high interest rates because you're kind of saving money by not having to pay more in interest. But, you know, that's a, that's a personal choice at that point. You know, if you want to see the high interest rates go away, if that's what bugs you the most, then this is the method for you. Nothing wrong with the method because you're still trying to pay off debt and you're throwing as much at it. Now, obviously, you're not spending money on a whole lot of wants at this time. You're trying to truly get out of debt. The other method is called the snowball method. And this is the one that I personally like because it takes your balance that is the lowest of all of the items that you owe, all the loans, the credit cards that you have, you're gonna take the one that has the smallest balance, you're gonna pay the minimum on everything else that you have, and you're gonna throw all of your money at that small one. And then once it's paid off, you're gonna take that money, still paying the minimum on all the other items, you're gonna pick the next smallest one and you're gonna throw it at. The, the thing that's exciting about this is you get to see results sooner rather than later. When you throw all your money at your smallest debt, so say if you owe $500 on a credit card and you're able to pay that off in a couple months because you're paying the minimums on everything else and then you start to throw money at that thing and then it disappears and that's such a relief. And then you take that money and then you, you with the minimum payment on the next thing and you throw it on top of it. Next thing you know, you're paying hundreds if not thousands of dollars towards your debt and it's gonna just melt. Or in this case, it's going to grow like a snowball. Your your debt free is going to so. snowball. Maybe that's not the best analogy, but but you're you're going to snowball getting your way through eliminating your debt. Maybe that's where the way they're trying to say it. So think about that. I like that one because I get a sense of accomplishment. I'm the kind of person who likes to check things off of list, and if I can get a small debt checked off, then that makes me personally feel better. But there's two different two major ways to do it. The avalanche method that attacks the higher interest rates, regardless of what the balance is, and the snowball, which is where you're going to pay the smallest, regardless of interest rate, you're going to pay it off first in order to accomplish becoming debt-free, bad debt-free. We'll call it bad debt-free. Maybe you, maybe you will eventually even get to good debt-free, but that's going to take a little bit of time. So you need to consider the good debt versus the bad debt. Now, most of the time you're gonna be looking at credit cards and loans that are on the signature side because they typically have higher interest rates, but uh, that is a personal preference and you you, you, know, you should probably explore different ways to do that. And, I, and if you have any questions about that, please reach out to me and, and let's talk about it. So in recap, debt is money personally owed to others. So it could be to a friend, it could be to a family member, it could be to a bank or a credit union. There's different types of debt. There's secured debt. That's where you have an asset that is actually acting as collateral for that debt. So, and in those cases, typically the interest rates can tend to be a bit lower. There's unsecured debt. This is more signature debt like credit cards and student loans. Those can also have smaller interest rates depending on what your credit score is, but you'll, you'll typically pay more on those because it's your word, it's your promise that you're gonna pay it back. And typically there's higher risk from, from an institution standpoint. So those interest rates are going to be a bit higher. And then there's revolving debt. So this is debt where you have a pool of money and it has a maximum limit and you're, you're okay to spend up to that limit and you're going to pay it off on a monthly basis and come back and that money will, as you pay it off, that pool of money will be made available to you once again going forward. So 
There are good debts and bad debts. Remember, good debts is where you're investing into yourself and your wealth, like building a house, you know, investing in that because the uh, in America, the largest, for, for the majority of folks, the largest asset that anybody's ever going to own is going to be their home. So that's going to help them build wealth. And in most years, that's going to appreciate over time. So that would be considered good debt. Investing in yourself, like a student loan for college, would be investing in yourself. Investing in a business would be building wealth and, and a promise of income in the future. So that could be considered good debt. Then you have bad debt. Bad debt is that signature debt we were talking about earlier where you go to the mall and you're, you're spending money on things that don't hold their value and you're still going to accumulate debt. We would consider that bad debt because you're, you're going in the wrong direction. You should be waiting until you have that money saved up in cash and paying cash for those going forward. Now, you may use your credit card to make the actual purchase, but you should have money in the bank somewhere to pay off that purchase so you're not just accumulating debt in that sort of way. That would be considered bad debt. There's different ways to pay off your debt. The two methods we talked about today is the avalanche approach where you have a high interest rate. You have all your, your debts out there. You choose the one with the highest interest rate. You pay the minimum amount on everything else. And then you take all you have and you throw it at that highest interest rate until it goes away. This will eliminate you from having to pay more in service fees and interest. But, uh, you know, it, it may take longer for you to get through it, especially if it's a high balance item. The other method is the snowball method where you take the smallest one regardless of the interest rate. You pay the minimum on everything else and then you turn around and you knock them out sooner because you're picking on the smallest one and you take all the effort that you put into that and you put it in the next smallest one and you can see you're getting rid of your different debts in a, in a, in a very quickly quick manner, I should say. Hey, reach out to me. You can find me at townleytech at gmail.com. Give me some feedback. Let me know how I'm doing. What do you like? What don't you like? I, I'm always looking for feedback. I, I'm having a lot of fun with this. I went over 200 episodes and, and I'm having a blast. So reach out to me at townleytech at gmail.com. You can find me at LinkedIn. I'm Sean Townley. And you can find me at seantownley.com and check out some of my resources that I have on the For You section where I have a, a spending plan. I have a, a, a cash flow spreadsheet. So reach out and see how they're doing. Tell me what you like and what you don't like about those. And I will catch you in the next one. Thank you for listening to Townley Money Basics. Goodbye, world.